Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Life and Torah of Our Leaders. Tuesday mornings live with First Seder Bismedjish, firstseder.org. Check out their website, check out their schedule. New shiurim, new schedule. We're starting 11.50 now. Tuesday mornings, Bez Hashem. Amajaymi and other wonderful programs that you could become a part of, even long distance. Check it out and become a part of this wonderful program. Special welcome to our Torah anytime viewers and listeners of Be'ez HaShem be joining the Shir. The series has been sponsored by Rebitzik Saflis, Bottom Line Marketing Group, as a schus for all of us listeners and for his family and for Kla Yisrael. So as things go with our Shurim, one Gadol, so to speak, leads into the other Gadol. Last week we spoke about Reb Shloima Adani, and he was a Talmud of one of his rabbeim was the Shita Mekubetzes, Rabbi Tzala Ashkenazi, as we mentioned last week. So this week we are going to learn about Rabbi Tzala Ashkenazi, and we'll see how uh, the Hashkocha, so to speak, Hashkocha has led us um, this week to do Rabbi Tzala Ashkenazi. So Rabbi Tzala Ashkenazi on the Sharblat, on the title page of the Chuvis, Rabbi Tzala Ashkenazi, it says, Mimishpachas Bitzalel. So even though his name was Bitzalo, but the family's name was also Bitzalo, Ben Hayoshish Novin Venala of Avram Ashkenazi. Um, he was the son of the Chash of a person, Reb Avram Ashkenazi, who was a brother, Achiv. When it says over there, Achiv, it means that the father, Reb Avram, was a brother of Harav HaGadol Shekuloi Ashkenaz, to the great Rav of all of Ashkenaz, Kemarein Rav Yitzchak Bitzalel, uh, His name was Rebitzak Bitzalel, like I said, the family's name was Bitzalel. And some of the historians, and it seems from this title page, that this Rebitzak Bitzalel is someone named Rebitzak Bitzalelis, as, as he was called. And he was the grandfather of the Taz. If you go way back to our shir on the Taz, in the first five to seven minutes, we talk about his grandfather. Here it says he was called um, Rav HaGadol Shokol Ashkenaz. It was from the great Gedolim mentioned in Chuvas Marshal, in the Ramah, the Taz himself numerous times. You can listen to the first few minutes of the Shir and the Taz to get all those Mar Mekaymas. So, assuming that this is who, it's the same Rabbi Yitzchak Bitzalel. So, it's clear that the, this family is of Ashkenazi descent. Somehow, the, the historians say, so um, <clears throat> Rabbi Yitzchak's father, the brother of Rabbi Yitzchak, somehow eventually, somehow made it to Eretz Yisrael, and that's where, so to speak, our story uh, begins. Now, in the Sefer Me'ashiluach from Yisrael Najara, Yisrael Najara, um, just as a tidbit, um, is a big python, and someone who wrote to different Zmiras, he is the a- actual, he's actually the author of Karibain, that is sung on Friday nights in many homes, and he was actually the Rav of Aza, of Gaza, um, he signs his name as the Rabbi Shalazi. He was in a few places, as we'll, we'll come across him for a few times. But um, he, he, his, he was really the Rav of Gaza. So that's Rabbi Sol Najara. So Rabbi Sol Najara, after the Petira of Rabbi Sal Ashkenazi, he wrote a kina about him, and he wrote Eretz Svi Yalda Vahara. Eretz Svi is referring to Eretz Yisrael, gave birth to him, and, um, and uh, um, gave birth to him. So it would seem from Rabbi Sol Najara that Rabbi Tzal Ashkenazi was born in Eretz Yisrael. What year 
Historians are not 100% sure, but they say around the year Reish Pei, which is 1520. Um, um, now, in the Sefer Mekab Tziel, they put out by the Mechai Nava Shalom, Avat Shalom, um, of Rav, um, Rav Hillel, they, they printed something called Tshuva Chadasha, a new Tshuva that they found from the Shita Mekubetes, from Sal Ashkenazi to Rav Moshe Galanti. There were two Rav Moshe Galantis. This is the, uh, the older Rav Moshe Galanti. And uh, in that Tshuva, he writes, Ve'edani ki lekel. writes to Rav Moshe, he says, I'm a witness, thank you, Tashem nizgadal yachad, that we grew up together b'tayro v'yiraschet. So now this Ramesha Galanti was from Tzvas. So they want to try to be Medayik from that, that perhaps um, Rabbi Tzal Ashkenazi was in Tzvas, that's where he was born perhaps, and maybe learned a little bit there as a young, at a young age. Um, sometime in his youth, his family moved to Egypt, to Mitzrayim, to Cairo. And like it says in the Kina of Rabbi Sol Najara, Mitzrayim, Higbira, the Mitzrayim really uh, brought him upwards, made him great. Now, who were his rabbeim? In Chuvas Rabbi Tzal Ashkenazi Simen Aleph, he writes, Uvoise HaKibbutz, and in that delegation, or in that group, and we'll talk about this Chuva at the end of the year, Hayushnei Rabbeisai, there were two of my two rabbeim. The first one was Merin Rav David Ben Abi Zimra Zatzal, known as the Radbaz. And Merin Rav Yisrael Di Kuriel. Rabbi Yisrael Di Kuriel was actually the grandfather of Rabbi Yisrael Najara. And he was his rabbi, his rabbeim, these were his rabbeim. L'chein, he says, therefore, ani moshachti yadai. He says, so in that group that was making this halacha were my two rabbeim. So he says, so Mela, I didn't get involved. Who's going to come after these great kings? Um, there's nothing for, there was nothing at the time for me to add. Now, Rabbi Sol Kuri, Kuriel was in Svas, and perhaps, like we said before, he learned by him in Svas, maybe. Um, but before he was in Svas, he was actually a short period of time in Egypt as well, so it's possible that he learned by him in Egypt. Um, in his drushes, he quotes Rabbi Sol Kuriel numerous times, like in Ahmed Reish Mem Zayin, he writes, B'zesh Bialdusi, This I heard when I was young. So again, but Yaldusi, he sounds like he was his Rebbe when he was a younger child. Um, and in many places in the Joshua, he brings Pirushim Ampsukim from Rabbi Sol di Kuriel. Either that's all he learned from him, was which more Tanakh, or maybe that was his, uh, so to speak, that was his expertise, Rabbi Sol di Kuriel. Um, on page Reish Lamed Zayin, he writes, Vayisi katan kishemati mimanuzal. He quotes something from his Rebbe, he says, But I was a katan when I heard it from him. Ve'ni zacher, and I don't remember it correctly. So he seems to be stressing in a few places that he heard a lot of this Torah from Rabbi Sol Dukariel in his youth. His Rebbe in Egypt, and this is for sure, was in Cairo, was the Radbaz, the leader of Egyptian Jewry. And him, he brings many times in the Chuvas. Rabbi Saldu Kuriel, I don't think he brings in Chuvas, he only brings from him uh, Pirushim Amsukim in the Drashas. For example, in Simon Bays, he writes, Hail Venafik Mipume, since this was 
came out of the mouth to Marana Rabbanazal from my Rebbe, Marana Rabbeinu, Roy Lachish the Dvarov. We have to listen to him, Vein Roy Lahatir, and therefore we cannot permit Elabas Kamasai only if he agrees. Asher Hayarav Muvak Bidairai, he was the great Rebbe, the Rav Muvak, he was like the leader of the generation. Umi Kamayu Maira, there was no greater Paisik. And if he didn't permit this woman, and according to him, she's forbidden to be married, to, 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 uh, to go out and marry anyone, Khalilo, who's going to come and permit such a thing unless he himself permits it? And in Simul Ahmed Beis, he said, The end of his life, the Radbaz went up to Yisrael. So he writes, the, the, uh, the, the, um, the Rebbe Tzal Ashkenazi writes, that when my Rebbe, Moran of Rabbanu, was here in Yushalayim, um, he says, He says, at that time, and what he was talking about there, he says, I didn't want to agree with them because of the covet of Merenu. It seems the Radbaz had argued on whatever psak that they were trying to say. Um, and he says, We drink his water. We're obligated to fulfill his words. And to put nails into them, make them uh, permanent. And not to move away from it at all. So again, you see his high regard for his Rebbe, the Radbaz. Now, Legabe, his own learning, in Simen Yudalid, he writes about himself, Thank you to Hashem. Being involved in Gemara, this is something I acquired from my youth. How much sleep did I waken myself from? From my eyes. How many nights that I was delving into the depth of Halacha did I not even sleep? And how much food became spoiled? I didn't eat them in the proper time, because I was busily learning. My fat and my blood I gave for the Torah. And he says a very interesting thing from that. After he gives this whole Akdama, Valkane, he says, Therefore, he says, my psak, I'd be happy to give my opinion, and I don't have to bring proofs to myself. Because if you would know how much I delved into Torah, you would understand, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. He says, He says, I don't want to be somebody who's, uh, who just like does that on his own. He says, therefore, I'm going to have to bring proofs to what I'm saying. But he was saying, I'm so cool at Torah, that I'm satisfied that if I say a logical svara, this is what the halacha should be, I'm satisfied with that. He says, I want to bring uh, proofs to what I'm saying. Now, when it comes to Limud of Kabbalah, in that Tshuva Chadasha we mentioned before, he writes to Ramesha Galanti, If you would have merited to learn in front of the Radbaz, He would have taught you how to learn not only Talmud, but also Derech HaEmes, which is Kabbalah. So it sounds like that he learned Kabbalah from the Radbaz. Now the Radbaz, as we said before, eventually left Egypt and went to Eretz Yisrael. The historians argue, was it in the year Shin Yud Beis, which would be 1552, some would say it was Shin Chaf, 1560. Then the Rebbe Ashkenazi became the leader of Egyptian Jewry. He became the Rosh Hashiva. 
Like it says on the Sharbla, the title page of his Chuvis, Rosh Hashivas Mitzrayim Yerushalayim. He was a Shashiva in Egypt and in Yerushalayim. And in that Chuvah Chadasha, which was written in about the year Shin Nun, um, so Shin Nun is going to be 1590. So he writes, Zayoyser Shan is more than 30 years. Now, if the Rabbah is left in Shin Chaf, that's about 30 years. If it's earlier, it's more than 30 years. Shani Taifis Yeshiva, that I'm the one, it seems he's saying that I'm the one who was the Rosh Yeshiva. And I was never there without being Ma'ayan, meaning I'm here in the Yeshiva over 30 years and everything I do is with Ion. And it's more than 34 years. That I get up at midnight to be involved in Alacha, whether it's in the summer or in the winter, unless there was something beyond my control. Because safti karov legimel alafim niyarim, and I quote, and I wrote close to three thousand pages bidvar halacha in halacha. Now, whether he means his shita mikubetzes, whether he means his chedushim, whether he means his chuvas, whether he means all of them together, I don't know. But he writes, I wrote in those thirty-four years over three thousand pages of uh, of dvar halacha. Akel, and he says, and after all of that. You know what I got out of this? I got out that I know that I don't know. He says, that's what I got out of this. After all these years and all my Chidush at the end of the day, I found out that as much as I know, I don't know. Now at this time, when he was a Rashiva in, in, in uh, Mitzrayim, and um, is when he began his Sefer called Shita Mikubetzes Asifas Zekeinim, um, Asifa Zekenim. Asifa Zekenim means a gathering of Zekenim. Um, what, what, what was it? And it's called Shita Mikubetzes. Um, he, he had access to many of the manuscripts, um, old manuscripts and very rare manuscripts of the Rishonim. And therefore he put them all together and he, he copied them over and he put them together. And he was also very Isaac in the Nusach of the Mishnayis. We said last week from Shleim Adani, he was very involved in this as well, because he went to the derech of his Rebbe, the Shittu Mekubetzes. It was Mishnayis, Talmud Bavli, Yushalmi, the Mefarshim. Now, one of the Talmidim of the Shittu Mekubetzes in Mitzrayim was the Arizal, the Arizal, or Bitzchok Luria. And together they actually edited the riff, um, as we'll see in a moment. And he was Magia, the Pirsh Mishnayis, the Rambam, and the Rashan's Roim. In the Hagdama to Sefer Tumas Yisharim, which was printed in Shin Pei Beis, um, a little bit after the Shita, in the next door after the Shita Mekubet says, they write over there in the Hagdama, Ina Hashem Liyadeinu, Hashem brought to our hand, Sefer Harif Shel Rav Agoyin Avram Monson, the riff of Rabbi Avram Monson, who was a Talmud of the Shita Mekubet says, Shehevi Mimitzrayim, he brought it from Egypt, Muga Midei Shnei, Moiris Hagdailim, it was edited by the two luminaries, Harava Goldu Mareinu Rabitzal Ashkenazi Zal, Varava Liki Mareinu Rabitzal Ashkenazi Zal, that is the, um, the Arizal. And in fact, in the Chidon, Shem Hagdailim also brings that both of them were, um, they brings from the Tumas Yisharim, that both of them were Magia the Rif, and they say, he writes, it was printed around the Rif in the printing press of the Shas, the Zoltzbach Shas, he says, but it had a lot of problems over there. Things were left out, and if you have a problem in the Lashon over there of the Ran, um, you have to find another edition because there's a lot of things missing.
Now, another thing, which in that Shubha Kadasha he writes, Gili. He says, This is something I have more than all people of my age. Shalamati Kal Seder Kadshim, I learned the entire Kadshim, Mitchila Vatsai from beginning to end, Basara Shanim in ten years. And I was Magiyad, I edited it. The Gemara Rashi and Taisvis. And that is what we have on the side of our page in Kadshim. We said last week that we have that from Reb Shloyma Adani. Reb Shloyma Adani is the one who had it from his Rebbe. It's called Shita Mikubetzes, but that's not what Reb Ashkenazi called it. The printing press, they said, oh, Reb Ashkenazi, he's the Shita Mikubetzes, so we call it Shita Mikubetzes. These were called the Hagois. These were his edits. It was a separate Sefer entirely, and in fact, it seems he had edits on the entire Shas. The ones that in Kachim it's much more prevalent problems, and that's what they had the Ksavyad and they printed it. I don't know if we have the Ksavyad of the rest of Shas like that, or just from his Tamidim, but that is what's on the side of the page in the Vilna Shas. They call it Shita Mikubetes, but it's really his edit. Sometimes there's Chidushim there, so there's a mixture of his Hagois and his Chidushim there, but it's not what we call the safer Shita Mikubetes. He did not call it that. Shita Mikubetes was a compilation of the different Rishinim and the Daf that he had access to, that we have what we call today safer Shita uh, now, um, um, and he writes, when he says that I have this, uh, I, I was Magiyat, he says, Vinehu Yerushalayim, he says, this Ksavyat of the edits of Kachim is Yerushalayim, Kairoiv Yakirahem anyone who sees it sees how hard I worked, Yoyser Kasabil Gilion, I have more besides the actual compilation, I have it written on the side of my Gemara. And that's what we said, that's Harib Shloim Adani, who was his Talmud in Yerushalayim, he's the one who had this Ksavyat. In the Chuvas Bate Kahuna from the Talmud of the Prichadash, who lived in the late 1600s, early 1700s, he says, Vula Matsasi Kasav Shitu Mukubetzes Ksavyat. He said, I found the Ksavyat of the Shitu Mukubetzes. And he says, this Shita, he says, when I was in Yerushalayim as a young child, Narayisi, I saw an old Gemara, Galanti, who was in the base Medrash of the Goyen Ramesha Galanti. This is the Ramesha Galanti Hasheni, an anacle of the Ramesha Galanti that Rabbi Tzal Ashkenazi was writing to. He said, I saw an old Shas, Malayal Kal Gedoisov, and all of its margins, it was filled with Chidushim from the Rishainim, and I heard that it was Rabbi Tzala Ashkenazi's Gemara. And um, he says that these Shittites, meaning this Sefer, we have to understand, we mentioned this one bef- once before. In this times of the Rishayinim, the end of the Rishayinim, the beginning of the Akrainim, um, a lot of them, they didn't call their Chidushim Chidushim. We had this by somewhere else, by the by the, by the Balei Taisis Ashkenazim. Um, they called it Shittai. Shittai was like a mahalach of learning, a way of learning. So they called their Chidushim Shittais. So he says, I have in my hand these Shittais. He says, these are actually a copy of the margins that I saw in the Talmud. I'm able to tell that they're the same. So I know that these Shittais that I got in my hand are from Rabbi Tzal Ashkenazi, even though it doesn't have his name on them. He says, and you want to know what they have in here? He says, first of all, they're Hagois like the Hagais of the Marshal, like he was Magia, they had these edits. And he says there's also Chidushim. And besides for that, there are copies of Rishonim, Taisvishans, Taisvish Hara, Taisvish Harash, 
from Chidushi Haraivid, Ramban, Rajba, Ritva, Ushar Rabban and Kadishi, Bikitzer, he brings Bikitzer from the Chidushim, Kinira Kafiyasha Yochala Gilyain. It seems that he brought them briefly because he only was able to fit, was able to fit into the margins. So that really touches up. It explains to us what his job was. He edited things, he added some of his own Chidushim, and he also was Mikabates the Chidushim of Rishainim that he, Rabbi Tzal Ashkenazi, had access to. Now, the Shita Mekubetzes, which is called the Shita, Shita means, like we said, Aderech Halimut, Mekubetzes, it's a gathering from all different Rishainim. Now, a lot of times the Shita Mekubetzes, his own Chidushim are there also. He writes them like Shita, that's what it says at the end. Shita means, like, this is his own Chidushim. Now, it would seem his Shita Mekubetzes he used in his Psakim, because in Simen Chafei, the Shoyal, Rabbi Azuz, says to the Rabbi Ashkenazi, I'm asking you a favor. If you could please send to me Shita Achas one or two of your Chidushim, okay? That you wrote in this Mesechta. I'm not asking you for your Shita Mekubetzes, because I know because you might need it for a certain Psak. You might need it. So it seems Rabbi Ashkenazi, before he went into a psak, he delved into all the Rishinim. So now I saw somewhere that someone wanted to say that Rabbi Ashkenazi did not call it Shita Mekubetzes. I don't know if he did or not, but here you see clearly that this Rabbi Azuz referred to it as Shita Mekubetzes. He says, the Shita Mekubetzes, I'm not asking you for. I'm just asking you for the Shita and this Mesechta and some of the Chidushim that you have. That's what it seems to me the Pshat is. Maybe someone has a different shot, but that's how I understand it. Now, in Egypt at the time, the Jews had sort of like a leader. He was called a Nogid. A Nogid is translated in Hebrew as a Melech, as a king. The government, this was already in the, in the 1100s or maybe earlier, they made this position, governmental position over the Jews. And in Be'erich, the year Shin Yudvav, which is 15, uh, Shin Tezayin, I guess, is 1556, um, a new Nogi was appointed, Constant, it was under the Ottoman Empire, so from Constantinople they sent a new Nogi, Rav Yaakov ben Chaim, he was from the family called Talmud. And when he came, and the whole Tzibur came to be Mechab upon him, and Rabbi Ashkenazi came as well, he didn't give them the proper coven. And Rabbi Ashkenazi was very upset about it, like a chutzpah, These, we're the, we're, this is our city, I'm the, I'm the Rav here. And um, he, he told, spoke to him very sharply, and he actually put him in Cherem. So this Nagi got very angry and he ran to the Tsar, the Pacha of, the, of, the, of, the, of, of Cairo, of Egypt, and he said that Rabbi Tzal Ashkenazi is not, is, is not dealing properly with Kavad HaMalchus. So Rabbi Tzal Ashkenazi ran to him and he told him, Adirabba, he says, what kind of chutzpah, the guy calls himself a Nagid. A Nagid is a king, he's proved to him, he says, I was standing up for the Malchus, this person is acting a little too royal, he's a little too uppity, and it's a chutzpah against the Malchus. And when the Pacha heard this, he got very upset at this Rabbi Yaakov uh, ben Chayim Lemishpachas Talmud, and he got upset at him. And um, the, the Rabbi Tzalashkenazi told him, Adarab, the reason I put him in Cheyrem was I didn't want it to spread his haughtiness against the kingdom. I didn't want him to spread to the other Jews. And uh, from then on, they made a rule that you can't call him Nogid anymore. You have to call him Jalibi. Jalibi in, in Turkish means uh, other, a master. Um, so, the, the, now, it seems from there... This is what the historians want to say, perhaps, that this uh, Rabbi Yaakov uh, ben Talmud, as they called him, um, started to make it tsaras for Basal Ashkenazi, and perhaps that's a reason why there was a short tkufa, or a, a shortish tkufa, that he was in Sfas. They say maybe he had to leave because things were a little too hot.
Now, in his Sefer, called Klali HaTalmud, where he gives the rules of Talmud, Rabbi Tzal Ashkenazi writes, after um, the entry number 278, he writes, I finished this Yud-based Tishrei, Shnas Shin Lamed Hay. So Shin Lamed Hay, again, Shin is uh, 1540, so 1575, Poi and then a little bit later it says that he finished the rest of it, Gimel Kislev in Shin Lamed Hay, Poi in Svas. So somehow between Tishrei and Kislev of Shin Lamed Hay, it's 1574 really, the end of 1574, is when he went to Tzvas. Now in the Sefer Zikaran to Ram, Ram Lipschitz, page Reisha and Gimel, <coughs> I couldn't find it exactly, but I saw the quote in a few places, they bring a letter from Rabbi Yirmiya, Mivargunto, not even sure how to pronounce it, who was one of the Chachmei Constantinople, that he says when he learned in Svas, he learned in the yeshiva of Marana Marana Rabbi Yosef Karai, in the yeshiva of the Beis Yosef, Umareinu Rabbi Tzal Ashkenazi. So it sounds like the Beis Yosef and the Tzal Ashkenazi had a yeshiva together in Svas. Now the Beis Yosef was Nifter Yud Gimel Nisan Shin Lamed Hay. So if he came, the Beis the, Ashkenazi came between Kis Tishrei and Chaz, and uh, Kislev of Shin Lamed Hay, so only a few months later in Nisan was the Beis Yosef Nifter, and that's when they had a yeshiva together. Now it's not clear exactly when he went back to Egypt, to Cairo. In Simon Lamed, he talks about a child of an Aguna, where the testimony, the Kabbalah's Eidos, was in Mitzrayim, in Kislev of Shin Lamed Tess. Um, so, but was he there at that time? It's not 100% clear. In Simon Chavav, he talks about the Chalitza of the Beis Yosef's daughter-in-law, which was a big tumult, which was in Shin Memalef. So was he still in Svas at that time? Or did they send him the Shaila to Cairo? It's not 100% clear. Um, it's not 100% clear. What was the Shaila of the Beis Yosef's daughter-in-law? The Beis Yosef's daughter, son was Nifter, and his daughter-in-law fell to Yibum. And her father didn't want her to marry the brother, so he told her, go spit in front of the Yavam, and that already makes a shail of chalitza, that he can't be miyabim you anymore, and therefore you'll be forced to have to do chalitza. This is brought, the shail is brought in the, in the uh, Chuvas Maritat, Simul Amad Aleph, and Rav Chachmei Svardim said, yes, you have to force her to do chalitza, except for the Alshech HaKadosh and the Mari Ben Leiv, and they sent the shail to Ritzal Ashkenazi, and at the end, he agreed that you can't force, you don't have to force her to do, force the chalitza, Adarabba, the, the spitting was nothing, and the kataka do yibum. The actual Alshech Shaila to Rabbi Ashkenazi is printed in, not only in Chuvas Maram Alshech, in uh, Simon Sadi Beis, also in Chuvas Rabbi Ashkenazi, in, um, in Simon Lamed Hay, they have the actual Shaila as well. He answers it in Simon Chavav. When he came back to Mitzrayim, he was considered the head of or the Reish Rabbanim. Nobody would, would do anything without him. Um, he had a big uh, vikuach, a big uh, parsha with someone named Reb Chaim Kafusi in Simul Medale. There was a person who owed someone money and he made an adder that uh, he's not going to eat any meat or drink any wine until he pays back his chayvus. And this Reb Chaim Kafusi said he doesn't have to, li- he doesn't, he doesn't have to keep his shvua. And Reb Tzal Ashkenazi argued on him. And with this, and this Reb Chaim Kafusi, uh, Paskin Barabim, not like the Bezdin. So they, they wrote a Shaila to, to Rabbi Ashkenazi, very stark a Shaila. Um, and he says that, uh, this person thinks he's a Chacham, he's many years a Sayro Mayreb, a Machshakim, a in the darkness and the hiddenness, he was uh, unfortunately blind. Valpiva, you may kill him in a Darim, people are very lenient in a Darim. 
um, uh, uh, this person is not really Abliyal, uh, I'm saying, he shouldn't be paskening. This is how they wrote the Shayat of Ashkenazi, and he answers also very sharply, sharp things against him. He uh, very strongly against him that he paskened against Rabbi Salashkenazi and the Bezdin. Now, in Shin Memvav, he is signed an Askama of Rabbani Mitzrayim, uh, making it that Talmidei Chachamim don't have to pay taxes. In Akdamah to Sefer Keser Taira, they bring the Nusach there. So, in Shin Memvav, he was for sure back, which is uh, 1586, he's for sure back in Mitzrayim. Now, in Shuvis Maram. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Gimel Aleph Vav Yud Zayin Vav Nun Gavizayin Guzayin Simen Samachay about Cherem de Rabbeinu Gershem. He writes that I remember when I was young in Svas in the times of the Beis Yosef, there was a story about an, it seems to be an Ashkenazi who wanted to marry a second wife, and the Shiloh was about Cherem de Rabbeinu Gershem Kulam Iskimu Lahater. He says that they they came and they were mask him to allow him to do it. And he writes over there, V'hagam ki Ashkenazi lo Ashkenazi did not agree to this. Guess he was in Svas at the time. Oise hatara, v'kasav lahepech. And he wrote, no, that the person can't, is Ashkenazi. Listen to this. Ata b'soif yomav, now at the end of his days, chazar boy. Ashkenazi retracted, uvidaitay asa And he himself did it, v'nasa isha. And he married a second wife. So some wanted to say that his wife died, but it seems clear from here that he was married a second wife. Now the fact that this is part of the deal, and it sounds like Rabbi Ashkenazi, like we said, is an Ashkenazi, and he's bound by the, uh, even though he's here in Mitzrayim amongst all the Svardim and Svas, it seems he's bound by the uh, the rules of Ashkenazim. But here he was Chayzer, and it seems here in uh, in Cairo, his first wife, whoever she was, he didn't have any children from her, and he married a second wife. Whether he had children or not, it seems she at least had one daughter. More than that, um, there's different diukin from different places, but it's not really clear. At this time, he was already over 60 years old by the time he married his uh, second wife. Now, in the year Shin Memches, 1588, is when he went from Cairo to Yerushalayim. A, a year earlier in Shin Mem Zayin, he wrote from Cairo to an Italian uh, benefactor. There was a Meshulach from Yerushalayim coming. And he wrote him a letter. He says, He says, Baruch Hashem, Yerushalayim is full of We haven't had this for many years. There's a school, more than a hundred children. They learn there night and day, never stopping. He says, And Bez Hashem, When I go there, I'm also going to learn Tyre over there. He says, I'm waiting to go. He says, I'm almost like one foot on the land and one foot on the boat, meaning I'm halfway out the door ready to go. So that was in Shimem Zayin, and it seems in the next year in Shimem Ches, he went up to Yerushalayim. Once he came to Yerushalayim, he was uh, considered... The Rosh Harabonim in Yerushalayim, whether it was only on the Ashkenazim, on the, I mean only on the Svardim, on the Ashkenazim as well, we'll see in a moment. He was also Rosh Hashiva, like we mentioned before, it said in the title page, Rosh Hashiva's Mitzrayim Yerushalayim. Here is where Rabbi Shalom Adani was his Talmud. Now the, 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 uh, the, um, the, the matz of the situation in Yerushalayim was very hard at the time, uh, financially, and, um, and they used to have to ask, of course, send Mishalachim, like we said, to go out to the diaspora to, to collect money. 
Now at that time, the Ashkenazim used to receive money from Ashkenaz, from Europe. So he made a takana on Ashkenazim that... Um, now the Ashkenazim, really what happened was like this. The Ashkenazim relied mostly on the Svardim. The Svardim were more around Eretz Yisrael and they had a lot of money coming in. The Ashkenazim relied on them. Then the Ashkenazim started getting donations from Europe as well. So Sir Bitzal Ashkenazi said, listen, if you were always reliant on us and now you're getting money, you have to give at least a sixth of whatever comes in has to come to the Svardim. So after he was Nifter and Shuvas Maritatz Simikov Samach, they wanted to be Mavatul this. And there was a Shiloh, could they do it? And the Maritat says that they came and they said, Who would have thought to say that one Chacham was a Svardi? Now, even though we said he was from Ashkenazi sources, roots, but Lamaitse, he was the Rav over the Svardim, he's going to make a decree on the Chachme Ashkenaz. And even though he was very big, Ashkenaz were big too. And what right did he have over the Ashkenazim? So you see, he wasn't really the Rav over the Ashkenazim. One of the big Rabbanim in the Ashkenazim, says the Maritat, was Rabbi Fish, Ravu Mafursim. Rabbi Fish was a big Rav. He was actually the son-in-law of the Marshal. And in Europe, he had more than 200 great Talmidim there. So he says, It's not possible that one Chacham Asfardi, even if he's big, ligs or askama to make such a Gezeira, and therefore we don't have to worry about it. Now, one of the things in, the, in Yerushalayim at the time was the Ramban Shul, the famous Beis Knesset Ramban. We spoke about the Shir and the Ramban. It was next to one of the masks, and the, the, the Arabs were always trying to close it down and making problems. And they would close it down, and they would give them, uh, and then they would give them some some uh, bribery to open it up again, and so on and so forth. And um, and um, in Shin Memches, they actually closed it up. And in that letter that he wrote to that Italian Kvir, he said they just closed the, the, the Ramban Shul and I want to try to reopen it. And Rabbi Salashkenazi saw that between the Shul trying to reopen it and Bechlau, what the financial situation was, he decided, even though he was elderly already and he was a, the, the Rav, he decided he's going to pick himself up, go back out to Chutz Laretz to collect money to try to get things better. In the end, he was not Matzliach to um, open up the Shul, but he went around collecting. And in Similamites, he says, Biyosi, Bikastantadina, I was in, in Constantinople. In Similamadalid, he was in Cairo again, and he says, Ulechadish Bashitois, to make, to be Mechadish in this, Ayisi Derch, Tzorich Lechapes, Bamtochis, Balei Achuvois, Balei Chedushin, Kemenhagi. If I wanted to be Mechadish, I would have to look in the uh, purses, in the packets of the authors of response on the Chidushim, like I always do before I give up sack. You look in his chuvas, they're very, very long chuvas, very going through the Rishonim and the and, and the and the and the Shitas. He he was very, very thorough. But he says, Ucheis Yadi Asuras, but my hands are tied now. Kisvara Yenimita, I don't have my Svarm with me. The Gam Koyaroina and all my thoughts, Negid Yushalayim Ashashambesi, he sounds like he he says, I can't really think so well because I'm really hoping to get back to Yushalayim. I'm here like a stranger. I don't have my svarim. I'm not thinking so well. So I'm not able to actually be mechadish. He was also in Damascus. So if you if you see how he's going over here, you know, in Egypt is on one side and Constantinople is Turkey. In Damascus, he's, he's, he's going all around. 
He wanted to go from Damascus, from Damascus to Aram Tzolva, to Aleppo, but he was too weak to go. And he asked that the heads of the keel of Damascus to write a letter to Aram Tzolva, they should send their money to Damascus. Who was the prolific writer who wrote that? That was Rabbi Saul Najara. That's when he got a shaykhis to his Rebbe's grandson, Rabbi Saul Najara. Now, <clears throat> one of the machloiksim of the time, which he was involved in, was the Machlaikis, um we mentioned it in the Shira on the Beis Yosef. The Beis Yosef passed like the Rambam in Eretz Yisrael, that produce that's grown by Goyim in Eretz Yisrael are potter from Maestras. We said then there was Rabbi Yosef Ashkenazi, came from, from Ashkenaz, and he passed like the Ashkenazi, Rishonim, not like the Rambam, that it is Chayev. And it was all back and forth, and eventually in Sfas they made a takana with a cherem that you're not allowed to take off Chumas and Maestres. It was the Yashmita as well. We talked about it then. Now when Simon Aleph in Chuvas, Rabbi Salash Kenazi talks about this whole Shailah. And we mentioned before that he said that um, the Rabbi Yehosef Ashkenazi sent him the Shailah what he paskins. And that's what we mentioned in the beginning of the Shira. He said in that kvutza that gave the Psak like the Rambam was my Rabbeim the Radvas and Rabbi Yisrael Dukareli the Kuriel, and therefore he said that's why he said therefore why am I getting involved after Shnei Hamalachim Ha'ila? But he continues in the Chuvin he says he says now I was involved in things in Yerushalayim and I went out on a, in a caravan I had to travel this is his traveling when he left to go collect money he says I came one of the Talmidim and there was a student with me. He says, and we were starving. And he says, I guess it wasn't maybe his Talmud, it was Talmud, someone else was there. That person had no food. So he says, I invited him to come eat with me. And he told me he doesn't eat unless it's Gemaisered. Since it was grown in Eretz Yisrael, even by Goyim, he doesn't eat Bilti Moser. He says, Vecharashti. I kept quiet because of chutzpah. I'm uh, my rabbi and Paschal, not like that. So then he says, and I heard that there are people who go the shita of taking off Meiser, umitstarim, and then they have problems because they don't have enough food and things like that. Um, so that's one thing. And my Rabbeim who passed in that it's okay, people are stuck talking about them like they were mistaken. So therefore he said, even though initially, why did I didn't get involved? But now, it's time for me now to raise up the flag of the Rishonim to show why my Rabbeim are taka right. Again, this is the Chachmei Sforad going with the Shitas um, Harama. Now, there's a little bit of, uh, in the historian's uh, uncertainty, what year exactly he was Nifter. But in Chuvis Ale Yaakov, to le, the, written by Marie Castaro, in Simch Samach, he talks about in Egypt there was a Takana, there was a whole mice over there of, um, of they used to have like uh, Goyim singing by Hasanas, girls, and a whole thing, and they made a Takana that you can't have that, and then there was a special group of singers and a band, so to speak, and that caused problems, so they made a Takana, you can't do that anymore, and then they decided when Rabbi Tzal Ashkenazi was there this last time when he came collecting, they wanted to be re-mechadesh the Gzeira. And he writes over there that this was in... Um, Cheshvan of Shin Nun Beis. Shin Nun Beis, 1591 in Cheshvan, Shin Nun Beis. They, were, they got together with Rabbi Salah Ashkenazi and they were Mechadish the Gzeira. And he writes through Luxas Yomim and a few days afterwards, Nisbakish B'Yeshiva Shomailu. Rabbi Salah Ashkenazi was Nifter and they didn't write it up till after he was Nifter. So it would seem that he was Nifter, if Ksas Yomim means just a few days, he was Nifter in the, towards the end of Cheshvan, 
of uh, Shinun Beis, which is, we're now in the end of Cheshvan. So perhaps around now is his yard set. That's why I said Ashkocha, that we're giving the Shir now. Around now, Cheshvan, maybe it's Kislev, maybe Ksas Yomim means a few weeks. I don't know, it's not clear. But around this time of the year, in the year Shinun Beis, um, would be when he was, uh, when he was Nifter. Um, now, where was he Nifter? Was he Nifter right there in Cairo? Um, I don't know. Rabbi Yisrael Najara, when he wrote his kina, he wrote, Kasher Shamati, Petiras, Hachachan, Rabbi Salashkenazi, Asher Nifter B'Yerushalayim. He says, when I heard that he was Nifter in Yerushalayim, again, I don't know the order of his travels. We said he was up in, in, the, in Damascus, in Constantinople, and that's where he met Yisrael Najara, here in Mitzrayim, maybe that was earlier, I don't know exactly the route of his travel, but he says he heard he was Nifter in Yerushalayim. There's a sefer called Sefer Azmanim, and they give all different things, and over there, it's uh, from the, around that time also, and he says, Rebbe Tzalashkenazi, Nifter B'chutz Laretz. He was Nifter in Chutz Laretz. So maybe, I don't know. So, so there seems to be some Mavucha. Again, the Shuvah Saliyakov just says he was Nifter a short time afterwards. It doesn't say where. Um, his farim, his farim are the Shittim Kubetzas and many Mesechtas, which he say is a compilation of many Rishonim, Kisveyad, that were not in existence for, for and very hard to find. Plus, his own Chidushim are there as well. It's called Asifa Zekeinim. His Hagoyis Anchas, we said the editing, as we said. Um, the Hagoyis of Kachim, as we said, uh, on the side of the page called Shittim Kubetzas. Um, he, like he said before from the Tshuva Chadasha. Um, his Tshuvas. Klali HaTalmud, it says he has a sefer on Klali HaTalmud, which is interesting. The Chida in uh, Shem HaGadolim, he writes that he wrote a sefer called Yor Oizen of Klalim, and he says, like, Derech Agav Hashem brought him this Ksav Yad of the Shita Mekubetz, is called Klali HaTalmud, and he says, I put it together in my country's um, um, Ein Zeicher, or Yor Oizen it's called, he called it Ein Zeicher, he says, He writes a whole thing over here, the Baruch Hashem, I wasn't really looking for it, it just came to me when I was ready to print the Ein Zeicher and I was able to put it in. So that was the Klali Talmud that uh, the Chida um, put into his Sefer as well. The Drushes, as we said, he has a Sefer of Takanas, there's Igrois, there's a lot of Torah from Ritzal Ashkenazi. This is the great Rabbi Ritzal Ashkenazi, that Be'ikr, for most of us, we learn his Svarim, the Shittim Mekubetzes, and many different Mesechtas. And of course, when you learn Kachim on the side of the page, his Haggai is there, and sometimes his Chidushim. This is, perhaps he was Nifter around this year, around this time of year in Cheshvan. Have a wonderful day, everybody, and Kaltov.